This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Father, this morning we just want to thank you for the opportunity that we've got to just look into your word, Father, to be able to worship together collectively in freedom, Lord. Father, to bring our all to you, knowing that you have given your all, your very best for us. And Lord, this morning we just stand before you, we sit before you, a holy God, and we just want to lift your name high. Father, we want to just make much of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, now as we look into your word, as we explore Advent, as we search your scriptures together, as we read together as a family, Father, as we share what Christmas is all about, Father, we pray that you would help us to accept nothing less than Christ at the very center of all that we do during this season Father, we just praise you and we ask that you might just bless us richly. We pray for those that aren't with us today, Father, whether uh, there's sickness, Lord, or whether they're working or away, Father God, we just pray that you might let them know that we've brought them before the very throne of grace this morning. Father, let them know that they're loved, that we're missing them. And Father, you might just return them safely back to us in the weeks ahead. So Lord, just bless us now as we share together. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. I was, um, we were toying with the idea. Um, some of you know that we're, uh, well, most of you will know that we're moving house. Um, that looks like it's going to happen next Thursday. Not this Thursday coming, but the week after. So uh, if anybody's got spare, spare room for four of us, one of us snores loudly. Um, she's not here today, so... <laughs> You can't miss those sorts of opportunities, can you? Alistair, I beg of you to edit that out. Um, <laughs> but um, we, we were toying with the idea of, um, of, of putting the Christmas tree up. You know, in, in, in my head I was thinking, well, if we, if we stuck it up for a couple of weeks and then take it down, you know, we, we can put it up in the new house, wherever that is. Um, but uh, we, we, against my better judgment, we decided it might not be a good idea. Because we normally get a real Christmas tree. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know. Uh, we just decided that's what we were doing a few years ago. Last year we bought a Christmas tree, one of those non-drop ones. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We, we didn't get it until, we normally get it after Jack's birthday. His birthday's on the 9th. And um, we got it on that weekend, so 10, 11, somewhere around there. And um, I, I, the only tree that was left was a tree that was seven foot now, we have a house at the moment that is six years old, so it has a standard-sized roof. If I stick my hand up, I can touch the roof, you know? Um, anyway, but that was the only one they got. So I got it home, and I, I locked a chunk off it, as you do, and uh, I stuck it in the thing. And I'm not kidding, within three days, there were literally a handful of needles on it. It was so disappointing. It was like, not only had I been sold a tree that was too big, I'd been sold a tree that was fake non-drop. Is there anything worse? Fake non-drop tree. Very disappointed. Anyway, I demanded my money back. I didn't because I'm British. <laughs> and we don't do such things, do we? Anyway, 
But December has arrived, and we're excited for Christmas. And Advent, the first Advent, the first Sunday of Advent is today. So the countdown has begun, which is very exciting. Um, I've asked already if anybody's got the decorations up. I knew Kevin and Corey had got the decorations up because we were graced with photographs. My mum and dad have also got their decorations up. I mean, seriously, there's no kids at home. What are you doing? <laughs> But, you know, that's just how it is. But what we're going to do over this uh, next four weeks, God willing, is have a look at our four-Sunday journey, if you like, of Advent. Um, And that starts us off, of course, in Isaiah chapter 9. And I know today, if you haven't already, you're going to read the first chapter of Luke's 80 verses. um, And that just sets the scene for all that God is about to do. But you'll remember, too, that salvation's plan doesn't start in Luke. It starts in Genesis chapter 3. When the fall happened, then God wrought a salvation plan. Genesis 3.15, I think specifically, as we've been looking over the past few weeks in Bible study, where God wrought the salvation plan so that you and I, sinners, might come into a place before a holy God, saved, redeemed, set free. That's the joy of salvation. That's the joy of the gospel, that because of Christ... We're here today worshipping him as saints, would you believe? Clearly you wouldn't. You're very quiet today. It worries me. Why are you so quiet? It's like when somebody's overly nice, you're like, yeah, what you got planned? (laughs) It worries me that you're giggling as well. It's like you all know something I don't. Anyway. Let's have a look at Isaiah chapter 9. The prophet Isaiah then has told us of someone who is to come through the line of David, a king of Israel, as we know, who will establish a kingdom that will last for quite a while. A kingdom that will last for a lot of days. A kingdom that will last for ever and he will be the king for eternity and this prophecy is speaking of things to come um, as we understand what was happening here in Isaiah's time some 700 years before Jesus would come to planet earth the events then would take place and by my reckoning that's quite impressive you know to know what's uh, happening tomorrow is pretty impressive but to know what's happening in 700 years time is quite impressive i struggle to remember what happened yesterday yes age related i'm told um, but um but of course then isaiah is looking forward to a time as god is revealing to him what is about to happen for humanity and isaiah then is recording it for us to see and hear today and isaiah talks of a man who will honor galilee of the gentiles we see that in verse one who will show them light who are living in darkness and of course we know that jesus performed miracles in and around the sea of galilee around capernaum and around that area and as Isaiah talks into that well we have the joy of being able to look back and see the recording of scripture and see how the two tie together but also we could say that here too that he has brought honor to Gainsborough and to Doncaster and to Retford and to Martin and even to Rotherham I I didn't write even but it it just came out of my mouth (laughs) 
and, and whatever area you're, you're from, because what has happened is Jesus has come to planet Earth and has given us the opportunity, wherever we are, Jew or Gentile, to accept Christ as Savior, to put our faith and our trust in him. God has given Jesus, who has, verse 3, enlarged the nation, taking it from the Jews being the chosen people, but rather for all humanity, all those bringing salvation to the Gentiles, bringing salvation to all who would believe. That's the gospel, isn't it? That we would have the opportunity to put our faith in Christ. doesn't matter who we are or where we're from, but we can all say, sorry. Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? Now, don't, don't think I make light of it because it's tough because often we think, well, I've done nothing wrong. There's nothing worse than feeling like there's injustice. What should I say sorry for? I've done nothing wrong. I'm not like those. But the gospel is that we understand, Romans 3.23, that we are sinners, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. So we have an opportunity now because of what Jesus has done to say sorry, to put our faith in him and to ask him into our hearts and say, Lord, I'm sorry for the wrong things that I've done. Please come into my heart and change me. And the promise is that if we do that, then we will be saved. So how has God done this? How has he brought about this salvation for all mankind, should they choose him? And Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7, um, let's just read those few verses. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And in those few verses, in those few moments that Isaiah records for us, we see both Jesus' humanity and his deity. Because he says there in verse 6, to us a child is born. Referring to the coming Messiah's humanity, that he was born of a woman. And then he says a son is given. To us a child is born marking his humanity, and to us a son is given, marking his deity, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have eternal life. So we see a child is born in the humanity, and we see a son is given in his deity, the very son of God. So we can now understand, because the word of God is very clear, that Jesus is every part human, but he's every part God. He is God in flesh, sent for the salvation of humankind. But Isaiah goes on to give us five great names of this child, this child's son, if you like, of Mary and God. And he gives us five names. The first one is, as he goes through here, wonderful. And this comes from the Hebrew noun meaning secret. And we see this word pop up in Judges chapter 13 and verse 18. Um, and the, basically what happens is a man called Manoah is saying to God, what are we to do with this, what you're saying is about to happen to us? They're about to have a child who they're going to name Samson. Now you know who Manoah is. And he says, I want to know your name. I want to know who this angel of the Lord is in front of me. And you'll see the verses, capitals, L-O-R and D. I want to know who this name is. Who are you? But the time's not yet come. It's a secret. 
Because the time has not yet come. Yet Isaiah has it revealed to him who this name is. And this name is wonderful. This name is wonderful. And then we see counsellor. You know, Jesus would never, ever, ever, and still will never, ever, ever need a board of advisors. He doesn't need it. Romans 11, verse 34, who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counsellor? Nobody ever. Because this is the God that we worship who put the stars into space. He created the universe. In the beginning, John tells us, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. And we know then we can understand then that Jesus is never going to need ever a board of advisors. He is this wonderful counsellor. And Isaiah then tells us that his name will be Mighty God. His name will be Mighty God, which translates again from the Hebrew as God's strong hero. Don't you like that? He is God's strong hero. Hero, I won't try to pronounce the Hebrew because I'll just embarrass myself. But he is God's strong hero. And then he says this everlasting father. And as I made light at the beginning, just for a short time, just for a few days, no. And this is the point, isn't it? Because we live in a world where things are so transient. Nothing lasts, does it? Nothing. The only thing that does is his love for you and me. The only thing that will span for an eternity is that God loves you and he has chosen you. God loves you and he wants you to come into his kingdom. He is the everlasting father, literally the father of eternity. And that God, this God that we worship and that we've worshipped here this morning, he wants to know you. Not for a short time. He wants to know you forever. And he wants you to come into his house and spend eternity with him. And finally, in a world full of turmoil and heartache and pain, and we've only seen this over the past few days with the things that have gone off in and around London, and our thoughts and prayers are with the families that have had to suffer all that's gone off down there, and the heroes too that ran towards danger. But we worship a God and we worship a saviour the word tells us here is the prince of peace it's so difficult to grasp that in the world that we live in isn't it it's so difficult to understand but God has sent his son the Lord Jesus Christ who is the prince of peace and Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 15 through 19 just give us meat to the bones if you like to understanding this prince of peace Isaiah chapter 57 And verse 15 through 19, I'll read it for you now. For this is what the high and lofty one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy, 
I live in a high and a holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. I will not accuse forever, nor will I always be angry. For then the spirit of man would grow faint before me, the breath of man that I have created. I was enraged by his sinful greed. I punished him and hid my face in anger. Yet he kept on in his willful ways, and we've seen this in the Bible studies. But listen to this. I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will guide him and restore comfort to him, creating praise on the lips of the mourners in Israel. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. You know, church, this morning, as we understand what God has done for us, that when sin entered the world because we chose to run in the opposite direction, we were not coming back. We were happy going in the opposite direction. We were not turning round for anybody. We were never going to turn round. We were never going to face what we'd done, but rather we were happy to run in the opposite direction. We did not want peace. And we see that in the world, don't we? We do not want peace. Yet, by grace, God made a way of peace through the Son of God, who was to come, as Isaiah records. And over the coming weeks, we will celebrate, has come and given us the opportunity of forgiveness and freedom from sin and freedom from the chains of death Jesus has done what needed to be done. Church, this morning, this is the God that we worship, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We've got a short video of a song called King of Kings, which is by Hillsong Worships off their new Awake album. Let's enjoy it, and then we'll close and we'll pray together.
breath till that stone was moved for good for the lamb had conquered death and the dead rose from their tombs and the angels stood in awe for the souls of all thank you that you loved us enough to send your son the lord jesus christ to be born in a stable in that lowly place father you weren't willing to leave us in our sin and in our shame but father you wanted to deal with it and deal with you did through the lord jesus christ and we just thank you for that we thank you father that salvation is a free gift father not that we could earn it in any way but it is a free gift of grace being given what we do not deserve and Father, I pray this morning that your word might settle on hearts, that Father, we might just understand all that you've done for us. And as we look forward to this time of Christmas, as we come up into this Advent uh, month, Lord, that you would just help us and encourage us, that you would bless us. Father, that we might make everything about your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That Father, we might not accept anything but him this Christmas. Father, bless us, we pray. As we share now together, we ask all of these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.